0: Insecurity is at the root of our hoarding. It's at the root of our clinging, our holding Mm -hmm. on to something to make sure we're safe. It's kind of our safety Mm -hmm. net, our safety blanket that we pull over ourselves in in terms of possessions and thoughts and beliefs. Things we borrow from other people can be both thoughts and things. And we hold on to them and we start to build this wall of identity around ourselves that we can't see past.
1: Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? We have, and the answer
2: wasn't what we expected. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Stetson. We made a really big decision to do a complete rebrand of our four-year-old relocations company. New look,
1: new business model, the works. Some people might think we're crazy. Do you? But it's what we needed to do in order to better align ourselves with our goals for our company.
2: In this podcast, we talk about not only our journey through rebranding, but all things business. Marketing, building your client base, social media.
1: In fact, there is never an end to the topics we will discuss here. So we invite you now to sit back, take notes, and enjoy the One Crazy Journey podcast. Hey, welcome to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We are at episode number 10 and we have a special guest coming on later.
2: Yes, Yvette Bolin's gonna be joining us in a little bit with her inspiring, motivating, clarity talk. It's gonna be so much fun. Before we get started, please don't forget to subscribe to the One Crazy Journey podcast and we put on new episodes every Monday so you can keep up with our crazy journey anywhere podcasts are found and you can follow us at our work instagram at everything.nv to keep up with our rebranding also a exciting announcement the one crazy journey has an instagram now so you can Yay. follow us at the one crazy journey podcast on instagram we're posting motivational quotes daily inspo all about our speakers and a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff yeah a
1: lot of good stuff on, stuff the, on the one that. crazy journey yeah so a lot of good stuff there
2: yes so we're dealing with a lot of smoke a lot of issues. Yeah, we had to record this twice. Let's just <laughs> let's just tell. Let's just tell them that out right now. We just tried. We recorded this intro, but we're gonna do it again. It's just what happens
1: with technology seems to be the theme of 2020. It's part of one crazy journey. Yep, I swear there's a gremlin hanging around us today. Like, today I is weird. I couldn't find a receipt that I had sitting on my desk, <sighs> and then you yeah, could, and, and you then I find was, your phone. I literally,
2: was talking to you on the phone. <laughs> Put down my phone i normally have my apple watch and my phone connected but i turned off my bluetooth because i didn't want to connect it to our microphone or yeah. not uh, our bluetooth the other day our stereo oh, is yeah. what the word i'm looking for <laughs> so they weren't connected and i was like where is my phone i'm literally looking in my bed i'm looking on the couch i'm looking everywhere i didn't go far and then i called you on my watch i was like this might sound strange but can you call me because i cannot find my phone so luckily I have my watch because I couldn't find it and it was luckily yeah it was yeah. mysteriously underneath the bed
1: yeah see it was a and,
2: and when I was trying to and I was doing my makeup today too my mascara
1: did it vanish
2: it was gone and I was like where is it don't my makeup I was like <laughs> what? and I literally said out loud I was like what I was like can I have my mascara please like this is <laughs> crazy and then it was there. It was weird. Like, it's weird. like
1: that receipt. I swear somebody is just messing with us. You ever have that feeling where there's a little gremlin hanging around and it's just. You're like, what is going on? Doing little things to make you mad or just make you lose your cool. We're staying positive. Yes. We're happy we that we had a vet
2: on today
1: to bring that's the motivation. Our, that's our positivity coach for yes. day. Yes.
2: But we also uh, are dealing with a lot of smoke. Yeah. It's raining ash. If you saw the news, There's so many fires going on right now. We live in Grants Pass in Southern Oregon.
1: Yeah, basically we lost two of our towns here in Southern Oregon. About 30 minutes away from us. Yeah, the town of Talent and the town of Phoenix, Oregon. And I was out there with my husband driving around on Saturday. I just wanted to see a little bit of it. And it's like a war zone over there. Mm -hmm. The parts that I could see, a lot of it's closed. There were a lot of roadblocks would not allow anybody down in there but some of the areas were not closed so we could actually drive by and oh my gosh it's so sad mm-hmm. entire par- apartment complexes are down entire neighborhoods are down businesses are gone
2: right if people weren't dealing enough with 2020
1: now yeah. there's fires
2: like it seems to be you know well it's just 2020 it seems to be the new well you 2020, know, what are you going to expect? I was like, all the stuff that we've been through, I was like, come on.
1: When I was at Club Northwest working out yesterday, and I was looking at the TV screens, I'm on the elliptical, and they have a whole series of TV screens with different things on different channels. One of them was showing all the fires on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and the other one was showing all of the wind and hurricane and weather and floods on the East Coast.
2: Right. Yeah, it's very, very crazy. And it's very scary. And it seemed to all happen very, very quickly. We were, it was last Tuesday when I think it started happening here.
1: Yeah, because we were doing our live, day. we were doing our Organizer's Rise mm-hmm. live because we did it on Tuesday because Monday was a holiday.
2: Right. So we were in our office and it was super windy. We're like, oh, no worries. We're just hoping our internet won't go out because of the wind. Sometimes things fall down or whatever. Yeah. So I looked on Facebook and I was like, a restaurant burned down.
1: It was out of the blue. It wasn't going of the fires. It just burned out. This was one of the restaurants that we love to go to, Sweet Tea Express. Mm-hmm. And we're
2: over there a lot because of work. So Sweet Tea Express just burned out of the blue. Not sure even what happened still, because I think it wasn't even on the news because there's so much other fires going
1: on. Oh, it didn't even get no, it mentioned at all. Well, I no,
2: never even saw it in the newspaper. I don't even think I did it either because there's oh. just way too many things. And then a power line knocked down two. A tree knocked down two power lines right across the street from your house. Mm-hmm. So you and then I power. was without
1: power for twelve hours, and then I was without internet for another. 12
2: right, and hours. then a huge tree blocked off Sixth Street, which is right down our, like the main road in our town, just fell down. I mean, it just seemed to be like one thing after another. And then later on that afternoon, it was like so scary because on the news, it was just fires, just like the fire was. I mean, out they of didn't control. even have time to let people know to They're, evacuate because it was moving so quickly and like. They already have so many firefighters out in California, and like yeah, a lot of our firefighters
1: are gone helping the forest fires. Right, so the
2: resources are limited. I saw like people coming from Mexico, firefighters coming from Mexico to help. It's like so crazy. We are luckily fine. Our town didn't get hit, but it's like thirty minutes outside. Work got pushed around because of the fires because people got evacuated. So it's definitely affecting us in that way. All of our friends and family are safe, but just terrible. But it is amazing to live in a community where you have people that like support, that are so, so supportive. Because yes. you see, they like had, to, I heard on the radio, they said, please don't bring any more donations. We have too many donations. Oh, really? Yeah, to the families and to the oh, people that people lost, lost just, everything. Yeah. So everyone's bringing in their donations.
1: Yeah, when I was driving around last Saturday, I saw signs where people can go and get clothing. Mm-hmm. And I saw coolers of free water that People just put yeah. it out there for folks that are walking around or for the firefighters. And they just... and then there were Pacific power crews all over the place. I think they had crews coming from other areas, too, because so many areas without power from that fire. Mm-hmm. I saw probably eight, maybe 10 crews working on power lines, right. power poles that had been smoldered at the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm. They were like
1: burned off.
2: Yeah. So it's very, you know, it was really, really scary. And I know there's a lot of fires in California. Washington. I mean, basically, all around our area. Like, we were in Grants Pass, and then all around, there's a new fire. It seemed like every hour, you know, a fire in Ashland, moving to Medford, then we have one in Crescent City, then we and have one, one in Cave Junction, Justin. then we have one in Roseburg. It's like all around us on every single exit by the coast. Like, there's yeah. fires like everywhere. It's so crazy. We, we wouldn't thinking, be if so we, we had to, had to get be, out of here.
1: <laughs> where would we go? Right, because there's literally a
2: fire on every exit, and we're in the middle. So it was very and is continually, continuously very, very scary. But
1: we are definitely counting our blessings because yes. we, we haven't been affected that much. I mean, yeah, we lost power. Right. But and we can't complain, our tra- to be my honest, trash didn't get picked up. lost everything. You yeah. Know? So, so uh, yeah. And the smoke has caused some shutdowns. Like I was just saying, my trash, house trash didn't get picked up yesterday mm-hmm. because of hazardous air. Mm-hmm. And our mailman didn't come yesterday because of hazardous air, also.
2: Right. Dutch Bros is closed. I, I'm not sure if they're open now. The air's a little bit better, but it's still raining ash. Yeah, it's been hazardous. Like, you do not want to be outside. And my cat is pissed at me because she goes outside every day. I have two cats. I have one cat named Mia, one cat named Emmy. Mia's a Siamese, Balmese. Well, She's not like the weird skinny Siamese. No offense if you have a Siamese cat. I'll catch a <laughs> if you i If you have a weird skinny Siamese, skinny Siamese cat. She's kind of fat, but... <laughs> She's, she's a
1: lovely cat. She's pretty. She definitely has an attitude, though. Like, she doesn't like me. No, she
2: doesn't like anyone, really, <laughs> except for us. <laughs> but <laughs> Siamese are very, like, attached. Like, when you get them, they're, like, super attached to their owners. Like, pretty much only.
1: Oh, so really? Cats, Is that yeah. a
2: Siamese cat thing? hmm oh. And they're very smart, and they are very loud, meaning they talk. So Mia knows how to sit, high-five, and shake, and down which I think is pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool for a cat. And then she's very loud. So And then I have my other cat named Emmy. She's a Norwegian forest cat. We adopted and she's her so from, pretty. Yeah, the Humane Society. She came from a hoarder's house, actually.
1: She they came res- from a hoarder's house? Yeah, they
2: rescued 300 cats from a hoarder. <gasps>
1: she was one of 300 mm-hmm.
2: cats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were oh so many kittens and cats. And Why did I not know
1: this about Emmy? I feel like I told you. But... <laughs> you did give her in, Eugene, though, and I may have forgotten.
2: We got her here. You got her here? Mm-hmm. We got her from the Humane Society, yeah.
1: Oh, I do very, vaguely remember that. Yeah,
2: she was probably just too cute, We forgot to tell you. Yeah, so but whenever, I don't and re- She does yeah, weird I know things. She came from
1: a hoarder's house. 300 cats. Yeah,
2: that's what they told us. And she does weird things. Like, she loves, it's weird, but she loves like smelling shoes after you get home. It's weird. We're like, and she loves like laying in dirt. Like, when I'm trying to sweep, oh, she'll she like does. roll around in the dirt like a dog. I'm like, it's just because <laughs> you, you know, well, maybe you lived in smith. filth.
1: So. Was it mango or kiwi that like to smell socks?
2: Yeah, you know cats
1: do weird things. They're
2: weird. (laughs) (laughs) My cats normally go outside, and I normally let them out because we normally have morning meetings, and so I sit outside, drink my tea, and let them go out. So they are very spoiled. They go out, but I don't let them go out by themselves. I have to watch them because Emmy
1: will escape. Oh yeah, you've been in the middle of a meeting when you've had to take off and go get her, and because she jumped the
2: fence or goes under the fence, like. No matter how good you watch her, she manages to sneak out. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Mia is very mad because Yeah,
1: how can you tell when a cat is mad? So she
2: meows and meows and meows at the door.
1: Is that how you can tell? Yes. Because and also mad. she
2: like won't look at me when I'm trying to talk to her. So she is pissed.
1: <laughs>
2: I just wonder, does she so have smoky, this little so we skull let and- her out?
1: crossbones look on her face like or yes did she just turn her back on you no she
2: doesn't look at me so
1: she just ignores you that's i'm like mia i'm
2: sorry i know you want to go out because she's laying by the window and she just won't even look at me i'm like you're such a b <laughs> b word
1: kitty. <laughs> <a>
2: <laughs> but anyways it's just it's so smoky it's hazardous to be outside i mean like literally when you walk outside you smell like an ashtray yeah in one minute it's crazy and it's also not good for you to be outside right now so that's why we haven't and so
1: my cats are pissed i heard stetson when we were in a meeting our mastermind meeting and she was talking to mia and you talk to your cats like like people sometimes yeah it's kind of weird because you said I'm mia, sure if you
2: have animals you will know yes my mom doesn't you don't have animals i so you don't. don't get it and i had a lot animals, of animals
1: you understand what talking about. i had a lot of animals at one point in time but they were not mine they were my kids animals i'd have to say but I know, <laughs> I remember you saying, telling Mia that if she goes outside, she's going to get lung cancer. Yeah.
2: I said yeah. that to her, yeah. 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 I'm trying to just and give it bit her bitty strength, lungs. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just... Of course she understands. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, you gotta yeah, I mean if you're a cat person you totally get it. I'm just a kind of a non animal person. I got overwhelmed by too many animals by my kids, I think, over the years. We did have a lot of animals. Yeah. We talked a
2: lot about that in our Get to Know Us episode. So if you miss that, you can hear about our crazy growing up on a farm, thirty rabbits. I mean,
1: twenty something chickens, three crazy. goats. However, many dogs, the chickens, the or nine cats, three rats—I can't even remember. Yeah, all the animals we've had. Yeah, but we should turn to the
2: positive. There's so yes. much negative. We're very excited to bring on our guests um, in a second. We wanted to catch you up on the rebrand briefly. We got our business cards in. Well, oh yeah, saying, what like, happened? Let's to turn our, to the positive. Right. Like, Hold on. No. What happened with our business cards? So sets? They, they came in. They're black they're square we got square we want them to be very simple very exclusive and elegant and elegant so we did it, it's really simple they're black with our logo on the front and then super simple lettering on the back just very yeah simplistic that's the right word yeah that's a word <laughs> i was like hold on that sounds weird <laughs> and we got them in and it looks like they've been sitting at warehouse for two years and are it's just something that happened in the printing
1: yeah, like, yeah. they look so old they look bad it's they so look- weird yeah, they look like vintage. And we've this and cars. not in a good
2: way, though. No. Like, there's good vintage? No.
1: No, they're randomly spotted yeah. and discolored, and they just look like they've been hanging around in someone's wallet too long. Yeah, and so, and we got them done from Vistaprint. We love Visprint. We actually highly recommend Vistaprint.
2: We've gotten so many things, everything almost, from Vistaprint. Yeah. They're amazing. But and they're these, fast these, something and, must have happened, you know? Yeah. So we're giving them the benefit of doubt. They're resending
1: them. They should be here in a couple of days. So and that's good. I have to say they were really good about that because they have a little place did it where really if you're fast not happy, to- then you click this little area that says, you know, you're not happy, whatever it is. I can't even remember, but you click something on their website. It's very easy to get to. And you just basically fill out an email, tell them what's happened, what's wrong, what makes you unhappy. And they got back to us so fast they just reordered yeah so so we'll see crossing our fingers they look good (laughs) yeah otherwise we'll have to go to plan b yeah plan b is but
2: (laughs) you know but all we can do is keep a smile on our face yeah stay positive okay we ordered our podcast stuff should be here finally
1: yes week that was an ordeal because i had to get some help i had to source this out to get help because i there's so much podcast equipment that you Mm -hmm. can choose from so I put my son on the job and he compiled a list and I basically just ordered whatever he said to order.
2: Right. You know, sometimes you just got to ask people that know what they're talking about. We're we're not really like techie people. No. Where we
1: know, you know. Not all that of kind the, of techie.
2: No. Like mean, yeah. he loves looking at the newest, you know, gadgets. He loves newest, to
1: compare yeah. and pick the best, especially when it's a project for someone he knows and loves like us. Yeah.
2: He loves all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he knows what all of it is. We just never learn that language let's just say no so we don't know no. anything. so we
1: have two microphones coming two stands two windscreens and a little mixer plus cords see i'm like i don't even know what a mixer does
2: but i guess we'll find out <laughs> 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 i guess it's necessary we'll keep you guys updated on how that goes <laughs> yeah and then our summit we won't tell you what it is we've moved things around it's no longer the millionaire move summit we're super excited about it and it's for everyone now so yes, if you're not everyone us, will need our summit. Yes, if you're not following exciting. us on our Instagram, definitely follow us because we're going to be reaching out to speakers soon and is going to be getting all of that situated in the next two months. So, yes, so excited. So that's what's been going over here. Crazy, crazy stuff. But let's go ahead and bring on our guest.
1: We are so excited to introduce our guest, Yvette Bolin. She's in LA and is a clarity coach. And we're so excited to have you share with us about your book called The Declutter Code, The 10 Steps to Clarity. And we know that you specialize in helping people deal with clutter from the inside out. So why don't you take a couple minutes, Yvette, introduce yourself, you know, tell us a little bit more about what you do. And then we're going to interject with all kinds of questions because we're super excited to hear more about it and dive right into these 10 steps to clarity.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited to be here. So let me get my thoughts together. All right. So a little bit about me. I am a clarity coach. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And clarity coach is something that I coined that really involves the work that I do because I help people get past the clutter in their minds. So I declutter minds. I get them to the clarity that they ultimately seek because with clarity, we can see through the clutter. We can see through the mess, the illusions of the world, the lies we tell ourselves and experience true enlightenment here in this world. We can make Mm -hmm. heaven on earth, right? And so I help them with that. And even more so now I've really niched to helping entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, because we're vulnerable people. We're subject to criticism a lot, right? We're putting Mm -hmm. our work out into the world, right? Like creating (laughs) something from nothing. And like, this is our heart. We're wearing it on our sleeves and we've got to protect ourselves, protect our energy, our psyche from what might come, haters, whatever. And so I'm helping people get over the roller coaster of entrepreneurship that I've been through. I'm trying to save them from from that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That crazy journey. (laughs) Yeah. Literally crazy journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about helping one another through that. But man, this is spot on, you know, helping entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because our mind does get clouded and, and we start thinking, why am I doing this? is it okay to do this? What if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing? Or who am I to think that I can do this? And every step of the way, there are these challenges and we're always dealing with it. We try to stay very positive sets in an idea, but we we deal with stuff too. And we go back and forth, talking to each other, building each other up. But sometimes there's some negative self-talk that comes in there. Yeah. Right.
2: Like uh, we were just saying before we started this interview about the, at the audio, right? And we're doing the podcast interview in our car unfortunately again but when we did those interviews we were just the sound was terrible we're like we have to redo them no one's gonna listen but we ended up releasing them and they did amazing anyways but it's like (laughs) you know when things go wrong and things don't go your way it's so easy to like go back into that place so it's like you constantly have to check yourself I feel like
1: yeah so what are some good like strategies then for checking ourselves or keeping our mind? free of that mental clutter that just wants to come in and suck our energy Mm -hmm. out when we're trying to make these decisions or trying to move forward as entrepreneurs and business owners.
0: Yeah. And it's not only the situations that come up that suck our energy, but it's discourage us, keep us stuck, playing small, keep us in self-doubt. And I literally was plagued with that. A lot of anxiety growing up. Mm -hmm. I met my anxiety head on in college. I was just Panic attacks galore and blackouts from my panic attacks. That's how bad it got. And I started to kind of chronicle my way out of that. And it became the book, The Declutter Code. And a long story short, because there was a lot in there that became the book, but I really did tell the, my own revelations in the book to save people from what I faced with worrying all the time, anxiety, panic attacks. And just really walking the earth as though I didn't belong, Mm. you know, instead of being confident in my skin, owning what I got and walking in my power. And it became the book, The Declutter Code. And the 10 steps are what I would recommend to answer your question. Mm. It's what I would recommend. And so I have a little nifty kind of guide here, but the steps are slow, still, silence, space, see, shift, simplify, savor, sort, and sleep. And in that order, once you understand all 10 of them, you can literally say all 10 as part of maybe a meditation without really
1: diving into it and it'll work. Oh, Oh, wow. Now I just got the book on Kindle and I just started reading it. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's all about those positive like affirmations too. Like we're so, we've talked about it on our podcast before. We talked about like personal development and how we dived pretty deep into that probably about a year ago. Yeah. And which is why when we talked to you on The Rise the other day, I was so excited to have you as a guest on the podcast because what you're talking about like, resonated so much with mm-hmm. us. And I was like, there's so many things that I want to talk about and dive deeper into <laughs> what you teach and how you help people. Because as professional organizers, hence relocation specialists, you know, we deal with obviously clutter, organization, everything like that. And for us, it's always you know making the space look pretty. Obviously, we go through like, the downsizing process and things like that. But I love what you teach decluttering from the inside, right? Out mm-hmm. first, yes. before you even go through, you know, letting
0: go of things. Because I think right. that's the you hardest you probably have people. met your clients. I bet they have a lot of, they're stuck in their heads about yes. things and you probably well, you had talk to, to someone
1: the other day coach them a little bit. I did. I just had a conversation with a gal that I've slowly becoming friends with. We've never met in person, but she reached out to me about some other resources and because she's a friend of a friend and and I had a conversation with her just this week, and she, in fact, I'm going to recommend your book because that was before mm, we spoke with you. That would be great for her. Yeah, because she is, has done a lot of personal development, mm-hmm. but she realizes her paradigms are helping her hold on to her stuff. Mm-hmm. She's looking for ways to work through them. And of course, I gave her two different viewpoints, you know, from a professional organizer viewpoint and also maybe more from a, like a thought leader because we've done some personal development learning about thought leadership and things and coming from that viewpoint like setting some goals but still you know i said i want to try mm-hmm. but there are certain areas that i'm not experienced enough in to help someone through like if someone's hoarding things now that was mm-hmm. something that i did touch base in your book already you know on hoarding tendencies mm-hmm. because one of my, my first clients was a hoarder and you know, it just makes me start to think about why people get in that realm in the first place. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Because to us, we see it as like, we could, you know, never be like that. Like I, we understand it, but we don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? Because us, like, we're very, very minimal, you know, like, I mean.
1: It's easy for us to let things go. Right. Right. Even if it was something we cherished, we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we weren't meant to have it then, Mm -hmm. you know, universe took it away or, Whatever it's, we're meant to do something else. But for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's not that way. So you can you touch base a little bit on oh, why, yeah, <laughs> why people get into that arena, and maybe how they can fight their way, you know, work their way through, and some simple tools to start with. And-
0: Absolutely, because it is, it's all a mental game. Mm-hmm. And so even hoarding, I mean, it can get that bad because maybe we haven't checked ourselves, right? We haven't checked our minds, and so we've let ourselves get too far gone as far as fear is concerned. And really, we, it's insecurity. It all is based in insecurity. And that's a big spoiler alert, sorry, in the book.
2: But, um, <laughs> Still definitely read the book though, 100%.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Insecurity is at the root of our hoarding. It's, it's, it's at the root of our clinging, our holding mm. on to something to make sure we're safe. It's kind of our safety Mm -hmm. net, our safety blanket that we pull over ourselves in in terms of possessions and thoughts and beliefs. Things we borrow from other people can be both thoughts and things. And we hold on to them and we start to build this wall of identity around ourselves that we can't see past. And so really decluttering starts with breaking down that identity wall, right? And seeing that, okay, well, I'm not my stuff. I don't need my stuff to be okay in this world. And I had this revelation. I was going backpacking in South America and I had a month between buying my ticket and actually boarding the plane to head out. Mm -hmm. And I had to downsize from a two bedroom apartment down to a 10 by seven storage and so I had That's my work a cut out for me. That's a
1: quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, right. Can
0: you imagine? I had to get like my in mind month, right really. Like, yeah. Let's go.
1: I'm doing this. I'm going to live <laughs> out of a backpack for the next year. <laughs> Talk about being organized in your time management. Seriously, oh my gosh. I know.
0: Well, luckily I just quit my corporate job to do this. So I had mm. a lot of time. I could just focus on this, on decluttering. And I was like looking in boxes. I had some stuff was still boxed. Some stuff was like on display, but you know, when you have too much stuff, some stuff stays in boxes instead mm, yeah. of like out on the shelves. Yeah. And so I had both and I was rummaging through everything and stuff from childhood, stuff from my college years, stuff from adulthood. And I was going through it all and like realizing, wow, I'm attached to this because of the stories I'm telling myself about mm-hmm. it and what, why I need it. And so if I just change the narrative, I can let this stuff go. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I would look at my stuffed dolls from a girl and I'd say, oh, okay, well, that you were fun. I'd relive the memories a little bit. And I'd say, thank you. And I was able to throw yep. them away. Yeah. So right. I allowed mm-hmm. myself a little reminiscing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. not enough to deter me so much because that's where the sentimentalism comes in. And mm-hmm. I did keep a few sentimental items, but very few. Even to this day, I'm telling my husband, I'm like, you don't need everything from your childhood. You know, <laughs> you just need a few things, right? If we have too mm-hmm. much, you start to, like, it loses its treasure. It's uh-huh. the yeah. reason you cherish it. You have too yeah. much. So one little piece kind of reminds you of it all. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did and so I made it. I downsized. Got rid of more than 60% of my stuff and went really light into Brazil, landed with a backpack on my back, laptop in hand and made my way around. And so I would say what I was doing along the way is how the book was born. Mm. And I was kind of like noting like, wow, I just went through a really transformational experience. Yeah. All within a month. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, I don't want to cheat and say that I just did it in the month because I've always been a student of the mind. I Mm -hmm, have a mm -hmm. consumer psychology background. And so um, I understood the why of the buy, like why we do what we do, our impulses and things like that. So, and I've read about spirituality and the way our mind works. So it all came to a head in my own firsthand experience decluttering Mm -hmm. like that. And then I realized, wow, this is an inside out job. I've got to mm. write about it. I've got to help people. Yes. I've got to tell the world they could save them from themselves.
1: Yes. And then, <laughs> <laughs> they can tear down those walls of insecurity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And really it does start, to answer your question, the first step and a simple step is to slow down.
2: Mm. Just to slow
0: down. And it yeah. is the first step in the book. Just slow down. Mm -hmm. and whatever that means to you, even just the idea of it helps, right? Just to breathe that in while slow down Mm -hmm. and literally breathing it in is slowing down. Mm -hmm. Um, Pausing, putting the world on pause, maybe unplugging the phone, maybe turning off the TV, closing the book. So stopping that intake of information just to slow down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Be one with your thoughts. Yeah. That was huge for us too. When Uh we were going through the transition as far as do we rebrand or do we stay? you know, do we mm-hmm. let go? And I think that's kind of like the same thing. Cause it's like, we've been holding on to the clutter bee for four years yes, right? and yeah. making that big change. Like it's scary, yeah. but that's the first thing that we did. And that's so cool to look at that as like the first step to decluttering <laughs> yeah, cluttering though too, is
1: like, seriously, yeah. Take
2: a minute. Like yeah. we're so sucked into technology nowadays. I mean, I think coronavirus like forced <laughs> everyone to slow down, And so I think a lot of people were able to do that. And I know a lot of people were like organizing and stuff like that.
1: But it's so,
2: so important in which we do not do enough.
1: Right. And for us, when we talked about changing, you know, okay, let's rebrand. Because we talked about it last year and we just weren't ready. But this time with being in shutdown, you know, coronavirus is upon us and we were focusing on things that we were focusing on before. And then we realized this isn't where we're meant to go. You know, So finally we said, we just need to chill out for a minute. Mm-hmm. We just need to sit and be with this and decide, is this what we want to do? And does it feel right? And we did. We sat in Setz's backyard and it was a beautiful sunny day and the birds were chirping and we just sat there. We didn't have our phones in hand. We, maybe I think could grab something to write on. But we just sat and just thought about it for a minute. And I think that's cool too. Is like
2: when you're talking about your space too, Like just sit and imagine what you want your space to look like. Like if you're living in clutter, right? Like I feel like clutter brings so much like stress and anxiety just with, you know, having a messy home as well. I mean, just unplug, take a minute and just, it's, I feel like it would be so fun to sit and just
1: visualize, yeah, like what you want your space to look like. What does that look like for you? Because it looks different for everyone. See, I'm a practitioner of that, I would say. If there is such a practice, I am definitely a practitioner of that because for as long as I can remember, I would just sit, even raising my kids, like they're all in bed. My favorite time was to just sit on the floor and look around and visualize how I want to rearrange the furniture and what it's gonna look like and what it's gonna happen. And it, you know, whatever it was that I was changing, that's where I started just visualizing and practicing that. And it, it was super fun for me. And then the kids would wake up the next morning and everything would be all transformed. <laughs> But it's it's so valuable to just sit and visualize and, and dream, daydream. you know what do yeah. you want? Mm-hmm. What do you really want? In anything too Yeah in to business. Space, right? and, yeah. and as yeah, entrepreneurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. we get so busy with little things, and we're guilty of it too, especially now. I, we didn't really slow down when we were <laughs> when we were at stay-at-home orders, we just picked up the pace. Mm-hmm. We didn't really okay. slow down and but we do hold on to our weekends. I mean, since we've done this personal development with a coach last year, we hold on to our weekends. We we keep that for family time or just, you know, tidying up around the house, grocery shopping, whatever, just our time that we can do whatever it is that we want. And we try not to work past five. Sometimes we have those deadlines we need to take advantage of, but we're, we're working on staying calm too. That's one thing we feel like we've learned to practice well, it's just breathing and staying calm through some of these trying times. Like, well, I do you, know how I, things are
2: going to happen. You can speak on it too, because you have a brand new baby, right? Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank and you. I know there's yeah. a lot of moms, you know, that might be listening too. So how, how is that like shifted? Because once you have a baby, I haven't had a baby, yet, but I know my sisters had two and I'm very, very close to them. How has that shifted things for you? Like, I think that Was that a huge shift? I'd love to hear more about that because I think a lot of people can relate to that as well.
0: And I have to say, if I didn't slow down when I became a mother, I wouldn't have as clear a vision or sight, Mm -hmm. if to use the word, of where I'm at right now, what I need my business to become, to support me as a new mother. Because a lot of times, let's say we have this transition and for me, it's becoming a mother. We think, oh, wow, everything's got to everything's got to take a back seat to either my business or my baby. It's like, am I a mother first or a business owner first? And then how does everything adjust? And then there's this panic moment of like, Oh no, I'm going to lose everything in my business because I'm not. right. well, the good thing is, is I've already been teaching how to structure your business around your dream life. So mm-hmm. first get clear, right? Vision your dream life and then build a business that supports it. So should things come along the way, like a baby, Mm -hmm. the business can morph around. It's not going to be so alien to what you do that you're just shifting a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I took my foot off the gas for sure. Once I had the baby, he came a month early. So Mm -hmm. I was not Mm -hmm. as prepared as I wanted to be. (laughs) He surprised you. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, Mm -hmm. no mom. I'm I'm coming now. I got this. (laughs) I got plans. (laughs) And so, yeah, I literally was, you know, texting my group and said, "Hey guys, I'll be out. I'm just delivered my baby boy. (laughs) I came a month early." And of course, the group understood, and they had all their resources that they needed. And I have a team, so they kind of came to the rescue. But yeah, it's more to support me as a new mom, and I'm just kind of rolling with it. If if I need to bring my baby on camera in my club meetings, then mm-hmm. I do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful because I, it's an unapologetic way of living, right? It's like, hey, well, this is life. And if I don't set the example and the tone for my tribe, then they won't really mm-hmm. believe me. They won't trust me. And so I've got to be authentic. This is the way it's shifted for me, guys. What about you? And yeah. the reality is, is once I voice my truth and how things have changed, everyone else does the same. Oh yeah. I've been wanting to get a divorce and I've been putting it off. And finally I feel like I can do that and nothing will really change as long as I'm putting myself and my truth first, Mm -hmm. you know, everything can kind of fall in line.
1: Yeah. 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 Life is full of changes and it's how we react to those changes. So many people are resistant, aren't they? And, and we. and worried about the unknown too. The what ifs. All those. All all the way. And as home organizers, Mm -hmm. we deal with a lot of what ifs, like, what if I need that in the future? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that's the first thing you know. Yeah. <laughs> we well, know. let's see. You have probably like 28 different power cords, you know, I mean, those plug strips. Let's see. <laughs> I, I think if you hold on to two of these, you're probably just going to be fine. You know, you mm-hmm. won't. But people do. They hold on to the what ifs. What if I need this? What if I lose the weight and I can wear these again? And people live by that. Mm-hmm. And I bet that. You got to tell me if if this is the case
0: for you guys, but when you're in a home and you're helping them declutter, do you find that, or downsize, do you find that unless they come up with it themselves, the idea doesn't stick for them and maybe they're back to hoarding two weeks after you've left?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because what we find is if they're ready, they call us and they are, we can tell, like when I'm talking to them on the phone, I can tell, they are ready to deal with things. They're ready to make decisions. And I'll start mm-hmm. saying things like that to them. You know, if you're ready to let things go, are you ready to make some change? And if they are, then they just need guidance. Right. They just need the, yeah, they're not yeah. sure how to
2: do it, but they're ready. Yeah. But, but they're then there's ready. those people but the that ones, call for their yeah. friend, their mom, oh, you know, their family their member. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, this is what she lives in, da da da. And, you know, we're not skilled to work with clients like that, nor would we want to put them in a situation where they're not ready to let go. Right. Cause otherwise we're not going to be helpful well, at
1: all. Yeah. And whoever is the one calling, like sometimes they will call too, but it's a, it's a spouse that's saying mm-hmm. you've got to get this under control. So they call and they're very tentative about it, but it's not coming from them and they're not ready. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to make those decisions that are painful. And so it, it doesn't make any sense for us to even start unless someone is ready and it just causes animosity now we'll just recommend, frustration yeah we're just now gonna we just recommend, recommend your book and then they will <laughs> be good <laughs>
2: here call us after call seriously yeah
1: <laughs> we can't
2: help you but rec- we recommend but this, this is book, the book. code and then call us yeah um yeah
1: that's really where it is if if they're not ready then it's not going to happen mm-hmm. for them yeah. I'd love to
2: hear more about because you touched briefly about backpacking right getting rid of all of your stuff basically yeah, right. backpacking around the world was it
0: um brazil. actually
1: brazil i
0: intended all of south america but could not leave brazil I and you didn't even know the place. language yet right you weren't I even comfortable that about that
1: yeah yes so i spent a month in europe my husband and i just we toured around but not like you not in a backpack we had one single <laughs> one of those teeny tiny little cases that you could put in hey, the overhead and a backpack. Yeah. And we did that for a month and oh my gosh, it was the best experience. But we had seen young gals like you with just a backpack all by I themselves. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us. <laughs> I'd been
0: itching to go so long and I had my corporate job and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's why I majored in business. And I was like, I got to start my own business. And I had my own business before with a partner and I let that dissolve because it was pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. But, um, So then I'm like, oh, I'm ready to create my business, you know, not one that uh, another person's kind of dictating things. Mm -hmm. Now I was ready to stand in my power and in my truth. And, you know, so, um, I had started a business and I was going to take that with me on the road. So it was kind of my test to, okay, can I backpack and work from anywhere? And so I started my blog and then, um, Yeah. I just set out to have this life-changing experience traveling through South America. I set out for a year. I was like, I don't have a return date, mom and dad. Just going. How Um, cool is that? How
1: cool is that?
2: Literally
0: just like, I'm going to go with a backpack. I don't know when I'll be back. And I I (laughs) want to ask
1: you, why Brazil? What drove you to go to Brazil?
0: You know, what's funny. I was originally going to Argentina Cause I wanted to, I had been in tango lessons, so I knew how to tango and I wanted that life in Buenos Aires. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Argentina and I didn't know anybody in South America. I knew some, I have some family, some extended family in Chile, but Mm -hmm. not interested at the time. I wasn't interested. I was like, I'll make my way there, but just not at first. So Argentina, well, then I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she said, oh, I have a friend who lives in Brazil. Maybe touch down there, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. and then start hopping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. And so that's why I wasn't really learning Portuguese. I wasn't really in the Brazil mindset. I wasn't really even looking like, what are the hot spots? What are the points of interest? Because it, um, it was just a
1: starting point. It was just a starting
0: point. And he was, I was just going to let him be my guide, right? Uh-huh. The guy, we had gone to college together, but we were a few years removed. He had graduated. So I was like, okay, well, I trust this guy. If you trust him, I, okay. And so I got there, felt safe. As soon as I saw um, a friend of his, who's becoming a tour guide, he like picks me up and I'm like, Oh, good. Okay. I'm not here all alone. Yeah. And he showed me around and it was just really, really great and magical. And I mean, magical. I did not even want to leave. So that's how I started in Brazil and stayed Um, and then got my business ideas. So seven months, seven months before I realized I need to get back to the States and get to my business. (laughs) Seven months you were in Brazil. And
2: that's what inspired
0: you. Well, really
2: It sounds like you got clarity on your book while you were there then.
0: I did. Oh man. Talk about what travel can do. I'm such a Mm -hmm. Mm wanderlust. And yeah. yeah. So actually I got the epiphany for my business in January and I was like, okay, I'm going to launch from here and do this. And I started to, but I realized my resources, my connection, my comfort place was Mm -hmm. back at home. I wanted to be back in the States. So I didn't get back until late March, but I was like still trying and I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to go back home. But yeah, I could not leave that place. It was so beautiful. The language is stunning and the people are just so sweet and kind and homey and mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, we have, have some right friends there. in Brazil that we know through our martial arts training and they are such loving, kind people. It's just amazing. They really are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I want to go back as soon as I can. <laughs> I bet. I'm ready to go. Yes,
2: let's just drop everything.
1: How cool is All it is my backpack and my laptop. Yeah, well, you, should be, able to, Stetson,
0: you should be able to because you're building your business somewhat to where you can be remote, right?
2: Yes, as long as you have feet crazy. on the
0: ground, some team members on the ground
1: here. Mm-hmm. You can be yeah, I'll just leave me, you. You can be here. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the goal, isn't it? To have that freedom to go places and travel. It around. was for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being gone for the month and the month went by so fast, but yet it didn't. It went by super fast, but yet it seemed like it was standing time. Like we just enjoying, just sitting out in Venice, you know, just watching oh. people go by and drinking the cappuccino. And, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing and magical. Like you said, magical. I can mm-hmm. hardly wait to go back to some other country in Europe, because yeah. we went to a handful of countries, but there are places I want to go back to. There's a mm-hmm. place called Arles in France that I want to go back to and Bruges. I want to go back to and Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Got the travel bug for sure. I know. Now you're giving it to me. I'm like, okay, you're up
0: next then. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm ready. laughs> so you mentioned that you let go of
2: your corporate job, which I think yeah. is huge. And I know, like, especially right step. now, like, this year in 2020, there's been so many realizations, like people, like my dad, I, I've talked about before, he worked for a company for like 10, 12 years. And he was like, you know what, I don't want to work for this company anymore. I don't want to travel as much as he was. And he just made the decision to quit. And then he found, you know, a new job. And I think, you know, that's cool. Cause we were just talking about traveling mm-hmm. when you decided to create the company, mom. You wanted to basically travel, which is one of the main reasons why you didn't want to work for someone else. Yes. So that you could make your own hours. Exactly. So what made you make the decision to, okay, I'm going to let go of my corporate job and go to Brazil for seven months?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I hated the cubicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, it was stifling. I hated pulling into the parking lot. Mm. parking my car in the structure. Isn't that
1: oh, terrible? When you <laughs> have that heavy feeling. <laughs> and you're like, you is don't? this what
2: I'm really going to do with my life today? And like, I'm going to oh. spend
1: eight hours here today and yeah. tomorrow yeah. and the next, next week, week? <laughs> <laughs> next month. Yeah. And I had a particularly
0: stressful job because I had been moving up in the company mm-hmm. and I was kind of like where people would envy being. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, it's great, but mm-hmm you know, unless you really, your heart's here, you don't really want to be here. So I need to just make space for someone else who really wants to seat. But yeah, I think it was just, I'm sure your dad felt that it's like at some point, unless you determine it yourself and you start to just walk in that confidence and that power sooner than later, there's going to become a point in time where you're just like, I'm fed up and you're yeah. forced to just out of sheer like desperation and yeah. Uh-huh. to make a change. I had done it before I had met that point in my career. I said, I'm going to leave. And I had been talking about it to my boss and he knew that I was going to leave, mm-hmm. but he was trying to make me stay. And I was like, no, okay, I'll stay a little longer, but no. And I have to, that's why I only had the month before leaving. Cause I mm-hmm. just finally had to buy it one night, buy my mm-hmm. ticket with no.
1: You're like, sorry, in a month I'm officially going. Exactly. Because then you would hold yourself accountable to that date, right? Oh, right. Yeah. If you had the ticket in hand, then you're going to push forward to get ready to exactly. go. Exactly. And it was proof, right? I could show, hey, mm-hmm. I got
2: to leave. I'm going. I think that's <laughs> the hardest part for people because you were talking about self-confidence earlier, I think a little bit too, and mm-hmm. how like it's mm-hmm. you can get so sucked into what other people think you should do, right? Oh, yeah. Or, you no, know, you should stay here, we were just talking to our mastermind earlier and she was talking about her husband, you know, they want him to come back to his job. They want him to come back, but he doesn't really want to, but you know, it's the right thing to do, quote unquote. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things is just having confidence in yourself and be like, you know what, I'm
1: doing it and it will all work. Yeah. For me, when I started the Clutterby initially, I was working for a chiropractor and I'd been there five years and I was frustrated because my husband and I couldn't travel. And my office manager, she's the only one. When you're in a medical office, you can't just take off. Just no length of time that you can take off without somebody stepping into your shoes. Well, I'm sure with your corporate mm-hmm. job too, because you pretty up there. So oh, yeah. I'm sure you did not yeah. have flexibility.
2: What, maybe two weeks out of the year or something. I'm sure you had vacation. I, and then
1: I even felt guilty for that. Taking yeah. that off. Yeah. 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 But having that confidence to say, you know, I'm doing it. I'm starting a company. I've been wanting to start this organizing company for years. And- I'm never going to be able to travel the way I want to unless I'm working for myself. And that was my driver. Like I made the decision, I'm sitting there at work and I made the decision and I loved working there. I mean, this wasn't a job that I hated coming to. I loved working there. In fact, there are neighbors who are like, you know, a couple doors down, but it was just something that I needed to do in order to progress into doing the next thing that I want to do. And that was travel. My husband's done a lot of traveling. He's European and He's traveled all over the world and he has all these stories. And I wanted those stories too, but that was the only way it was going to happen. But it certainly takes that <laughs> confidence in yourself. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave this job to something that's brand new. I've never done before and figure it out. And now, you know, I'm so glad that I did because well, I'm like, look at you, you know, too. Like, you here. Have a book, you know, you
2: traveled, Yeah, you have a business where it, you can do, it adapts to your life, which I think is like one of the most important things. You know what I mean? Like you got to live your best life,
1: you know? (laughs) You just gotta. And you're creating your own destiny. I mean, Uh and it won't be your best life
0: in your own perspective of things if you're not creating it.
1: Yeah, so You feel like someone else is
0: kind of dictating and like Why? your
1: feelings that you had, like hating to go to work, dreading to pull yeah. into the parking garage. No, I know so many people that deal with that
2: yeah. too. I mean, I went through that a very short amount of time when I worked for, I was just in marketing for three months. I graduated college, you know, and I dealt with kind of similar things that you were talking about earlier too, like anxiety. I never called it anxiety because I don't really like to use that word, but like test anxiety, people would say like, you mentioned that like you barely in the rise, you mentioned you barely passed your math class, right? That was me. That was me a hundred percent. Like so stressed out about tests. So I thought (laughs) I got my dream job. And then I was like feeling sick. I was stressed. I dreaded going to work every day. And I was like, is this what people deal with? But it's unfortunately very true where people feel like they're stuck there and they can't go anywhere. But all it takes is a decision, right? And like slowing down, like what we were talking about, slowing down, asking yourself what you really want to do, and then taking that next step forward. And realizing and some people that it's in that. Yeah.
0: That's so I'm true. Driving the, the yeah. lack of change. They like the like consistency. My brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so they that's like great. that,
1: that mm-hmm. predictability of what the day is going to entail. And then there's some of us who are like, oh, this is so stifling, but I can't get out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hate it, but I have no choice. They feel like yeah. I have no choice. Mm-hmm. And we need everyone in the world, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. That's, That's so true. keeps it all balanced.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I'd love to hear, like, do you have any daily routines? Like for us, you know, to keep yourself in that positivity, right? Positive mindset, clarity. Do you have any daily routines, like a daily ritual? Because I know a lot of, you know, successful people do. And we're so, like you mentioned some of the books you were reading in the rise, like, writing those down hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
0: I shared them on the, by the way.
1: Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank somebody had asked. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
0: Yes. I believe in daily rituals and I love the word rituals as opposed mm-hmm. to routines because routines, sometimes you feel like you're stuck to the number. Like I've got to meet that 10 minutes mm-hmm. in order for it to be successful. But rituals, it's like, Hey, as long as I do it, even if I have to truncate it down, because sometimes I've got to turn my 30 minute meditation into five minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. but I did it. And because of the consistency, the five feel like 30. I like that. But yeah. I do. I, I believe in morning rituals and evening rituals. I talk a lot about it. My morning ritual is wake up, hydrate.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I usually will have like um, a lukewarm, like room temp glass of water. It's the 0.5 liter, kind of those arrowhead bottles. Like you could just yeah. keep, that and re- keep refilling it. Yeah. But just get that. To lubricate you and kind of wake you up and your insides and get everything nice and like open. And then I don't rush out of bed. It's very much like a methodical, if it's a work day, I'm reviewing my day. Before I meditate, I'll review my day because I like to go into meditation knowing how am I going to approach the day? What are my big priorities? And are they priorities? The meditation will kind of bring some insight as to like, mm-hmm. this is yeah. what would work today if you focused on this. Because I believe in doing inspired work. So make sure that you're doing the things that you love so that it's actually fruitful. Otherwise, you're just working and you're busy, Mm -hmm. but busy doesn't amount to much. So I will have my meditation. I like to move into yoga or stretching or foam rolling on my mat, and then I'll get into some tea and maybe journaling, and then I'll start have breakfast. I like to throw in, like if I can, some hot water with lemon, and -hmm. I have to admit that's happened maybe... Since Remy's been born, like maybe <laughs> twelve times the hot water yeah. part.
2: But Plus, you know So you're remote, adapting, we, right? You're adapting.
0: Yeah. Right. As long as I have my water, right? That it's mm. the same kind of thing. The Japanese believe in the the water with lemon. But if you could just hydrate first thing in the morning, even if it doesn't have the lemon, just get that in. Yes. And then if you yeah. want to, instead of the tea, maybe it's the hot water with lemon. But just a, a quiet moment to like Open the day up with intention, journaling, or thinking, or staring out the window and to the mm-hmm. trees. You know, whatever kind of just floats your boat. And then that there's a nice line in the sand. Okay, now I can move into work because I mm-hmm. took care You're taking of taking care of yourself. Yeah, first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't even check email till like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I've done. And a lot of my creative cave time is in the morning before I look at anyone else's agenda, aka email. I am in my own zone because I had that meditation. I had that quiet time and I can get into my creative cave and just start writing. If it's mm-hmm. my blog, if it's content for my newsletter or my website or social media posts are now our mm-hmm. blogs nowadays. So I can like get, get <laughs> right. on a riff on that. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's morning ritual. And then evening ritual involves like closing the day, making sure I'm not hitting the pillow, like exhausted that mm. I've actually had some time to reflect. And I'm like shutting down all the noise and the screens before I'm actually hitting the pillow. Mm -hmm. And I know it's easier said than done because some people like to maybe read. And I have a lot of books on my phone. Some people like to read. It's just a matter of preference. So maybe the nightly book is paperback and it's not on your phone because if you're tempted too much to get into social media or sucks email, you in. <laughs> sucks you in. maybe that's Something not the device for you. Yeah the notification. No, like, what's oh that? what's this <laughs>
2: ten minutes later. What am
0: I doing? <laughs> well, you know, and I'll speak to that because this is important. Airplane mode at night.
2: Mm. One oh. for just the EMF
0: and the radiation, mm. just get that oh. away from your head. Mm. But if you download your books, so Kindle or um, yeah. Audible if you're listening, I use a library app. So I rent my books. And so the library, app, I do too. Yeah. You can download on yeah. there. And so uh-huh. you don't have to have, you don't have to use the Wi-Fi, and so airplane mode and you can still read. So no notifications That's a great come. great idea. Air, see, who <laughs> thought about that? Just put it on airplane mode. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's get those rays a- out of there too. And the notifications, it's all just get
1: it out of there. I love it. All right. I'm adapting that to my new routine, my new Rituals. Ritual.
2: Ritual. I love that. Yeah, ritual. Yeah. Well, we learned so much. Thank you. This has been so much fun. We always finish out our podcast with one final question. So, this is a One Crazy Journey podcast. So, what's one crazy story that you can
0: share with us? The first thing that pops into your head. Probably when I was backpacking, there was this one time when I was at a club with my girlfriends. And mind you, I did not know Portuguese Mm -hmm. that well yet. I may Mm -hmm. be like a month in to my stay there. And so my girlfriend is going to hang out with this guy and she puts me in a taxi, she talks to the taxi driver and says, okay, take her straight to this address. Mm-hmm. No, nowhere else. Just mm-hmm. straight here. Okay. I get in the taxi oh, no. and I know, I know that if I look like a gringa, they're going to treat me like a gringa and take advantage of me, but they didn't, they thought I was Brazilian. So as long mm-hmm. as I kept my mouth shut, I'd be mm-hmm. okay. Right. And so I knew a few Portuguese words, like, just take me here, you know, like saying it over and over. (laughs) Well, I will have, I had the scariest time of my life in that taxi. The guy kept saying, how about let's just go to a bar? And he was like driving around and I did not know how to get home. And so he's driving me around these dark streets. I mean, it's like four in the morning, nobody's out. So these dark streets and in Brazil, like it could get seedy. Uh, and yeah. I was like in, I wasn't on like the tourist track. I was like in, in, in the neighborhood, you know, with the locals. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cause that's how I like to travel. But yeah. So we were like, tor- like going down these sh- streets and I'm like, is this the way home? I don't know. I don't know. And I was just like, I'm going to be okay. And I just kept saying, nope, take me home. And just cool as that. cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> as like I'm fine. <laughs> nope. Take me home. Take me home. But he was like, No, how about this one? And he kind of did this little swerve by this bar. And I'm like, No, you know, no. no. And I just looked at him, No. And then he's like, <laughs> Okay. And he kept going and he dropped me home. Oh my gosh. I was, Way to stand I was like, your ground, girl. could <laughs> be the end of my life or oh my I could gosh. have a traumatizing story and I want to go home.
1: Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh seriously yeah. though. Oh, but My yeah, palms are getting sweaty just good. hearing you tell that story. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> as women, especially in, in those countries that the, maybe the respect isn't as high, for, especially for foreign women, you, too can, you know get a little nervous and got to stand strong in your your confidence. So it was
0: your, yeah, it was strong. your clarity and calmness. Yeah. It's just, like, I didn't tap into my clarity. It got you through it. Yeah. 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 I was like, this is real. I will be okay. Right. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. What a
2: great story to end this podcast <laughs> <talking laughs> on. It's been so much fun talking to you.
1: Thank you. Um, Likewise. I love you, you here on our show. <laughs> it's been so much fun. Make will to sure have, you, have you again. We'll have to have you back sometime yes. in the yeah. future. Absolutely. I love it.
2: We were going to study your book. Dive into it deep, <laughs> and then we're gonna come on, have you on again with
1: questions. <laughs> but you should right. definitely
2: go check out her book, The Declutter Code. You can get it on Amazon, I'm sure, and yeah, then book and
1: on Kindle
2: also. Yes, and uh, yes, yeah. and follow Yvette on her Instagram at the Declutterist, right? At declutterist. At declutterist. At declutterist. declutterist. And then yeah. you can check out her blog and website at declutterist.com. Perfect. And we're going to link it in the podcast description so you can make sure and check out her book. Yes, you do her Instagram, not want to website. miss it. Yeah,
1: so, so your hands on that book. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the One Crazy Journey podcast where we have a brand new episode every Monday.
2: Like what you hear? Then subscribe so you never miss a show.
1: And while you're at it, why not hop over to our Instagram at everything.nb and follow us there so you can keep up with our stories.
2: And on a side note, we often make references in our episodes about the programs, books and apps and other tools that we love.
1: If you would like to know what these tools are, then take a look at the show notes for this episode and find the link to our free resource
2: guide. Well, that's it for today. So you can listen to us next time on the One Crazy
1: Journey podcast. And if you use your imagination, you can see us too.